Let's start here from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is straightforward. Let's look at our first example. Now Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked for letters from him to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, both men and women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Saul of Tarsus begins in the ninth chapter of the Acts of the Apostles with a duly authorized prosecution. The law being violated is a capricious regulation defined by illegal means by the Jewish leadership in Jerusalem. The leaders are bolstered by their apparently successful execution of the, quote, blasphemer, end quote, Jesus of Nazareth. Nowhere in Luke or Acts do we find a lawful assembly of the Sanhedrin passing a law substantiating Saul's request and the leaders granting arrest warrants for the disciples of Jesus, the risen Christ. As he was traveling, it happened that he was approaching Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, and he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and it will be told you what you must do. Let's look at a more recent example from the New York Times, December 30, 2019. Dateline, Hong Kong. A secretive Chinese court sentenced one of the country's best-known Christian voices and founder of one of its largest underground churches to nine years in prison for subversion of state power and illegal business operations according to a government statement released on Monday. Wang Yi, the pastor who founded Early Rain Covenant Church, was detained last December with more than 100 members of his congregation as part of a crackdown on churches, mosques, and temples not registered with the state. 
Quoting the alleged criminal, If I am in prison for a long or short period of time, if I can help reduce the authorities' fear of my faith and of my Savior, I am very joyfully willing to help them in this way. But I know that only when I renounce all the wickedness of this persecution against the church and use peaceful means to disobey, will I truly be able to help the souls of the authorities and law enforcement. I hope God uses me by means of first losing my personal freedom to tell those who have deprived me of my personal freedom that there is an authority higher than their authority and that there is a freedom that they cannot restrain, a freedom that fills the church of the crucified and risen Jesus Christ. Regardless of what crime the government charges me with, whatever filth they fling at me, as long as this charge is related to my faith, my writings, my comments, and my teachings, it is merely a lie and temptation of demons. I categor categorically deny it. I will serve my sentence, but I will not serve the law. I will be executed, but I will not plead guilty. Moreover, I must point out that persecution against the Lord's Church and against all Chinese people who believe in Jesus Christ is the most wicked and the most horrendous evil of Chinese society. This is not only a sin against Christians, it is also a sin against all non-Christians. For the government is brutally and ruthlessly threatening them and hindering them from coming to Jesus. There is no greater wickedness in the world than this. If this regime is one day overthrown by God, it will be for no other reason than God's righteous punishment and revenge for this evil. For on earth there has only ever been a thousand-year church. There has never been a thousand-year government. There is only eternal faith. There is no eternal power. Those who lock me up will one day be locked up by angels. Those who interrogate me will finally be questioned and judged by Christ. When I think of this, the Lord fills me with a natural compassion and grief toward those who are attempting to and actively imprisoning me. Pray that the Lord would use me, that he would grant me patience and wisdom, that I might take the gospel to them. Separate me from my wife and children, ruin my reputation, destroy my life and my family. The authorities are capable of doing all of these things. However, no one in this world can force me 
to renounce my faith. No one can make me change my life. And no one can raise me from the dead. And so, respectable officers, stop committing evil. This is not for my benefit, but rather for yours and your children's. I plead earnestly with you to stay your hands, for why should you be willing to pay the price of eternal damnation in hell for the sake of a lowly sinner such as I? Jesus is the Christ, Son of the eternal living God. He died for sinners and rose to life for us. He is my King and the King of the whole earth yesterday, today, and forever. I am his servant, and I am imprisoned because of this. I will resist in meekness those who resist God, and I will joyfully violate all laws that violate God's laws. From my declaration of faithful disobedience, a letter for the Shengdu jail of Wang Yi. Almost 60 years ago, segregation was the rule of law in almost all public facilities in the city of Birmingham. On April 2, 1963, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. arrived in Birmingham to join Reverend Fred Shuttlesworth pastor of the Bethel Baptist Church in a direct action campaign to end segregation. A city ordinance required a permit for parades or public demonstrations. The next day, Shuttlesworth sent Lola Hendricks, the secretary of a local civil rights organization, and the Reverend Ambus Hill of the Lily Grove Baptist Church to the office of City Commissioner Bull Connor to request a permit to parade or demonstrate on the sidewalks of Birmingham. The request was rejected. Undeterred, the Birmingham campaign launched with sit-ins and marches. Participants were arrested for parading without a permit. A week later, the city of Birmingham obtained a court injunction prohibiting the leaders of the campaign from parading without a permit. Dr. King, Reverend Shuttlesworth, and 50 other people marched on Good Friday and were arrested. Reverend Wyatt T. Walker, Dr. King, Reverend Shuttlesworth, and other leaders were convicted of violating the court injunction. How does one determine whether a law is just or unjust? A just law is a man-made code that squares with the moral law or the law of God. An unjust law is a code that is out of harmony with the moral law. To put it in the terms of St. Thomas Aquinas, an unjust law is a human law that is not rooted in eternal law and natural law. Any law that uplifts human personality is just.
any law that degrades human personality is unjust. All segregation statutes are unjust because segregation distorts the soul and damages the personality. It gives the segregator a false sense of superiority and the segregated a false sense of inferiority. Segregation, to use the terminology of the Jewish philosopher Martin Buber, substitutes an I-it relationship for an I-thou relationship and ends up relegating persons to the status of things. Hence, segregation is not only politically, economically, and sociologically unsound, it is morally wrong and sinful. Paul Tillich has said that sin is separation. It is not segregation, an an existential expression of man's tragic separation, his awful estrangement, his terrible sinfulness. Thus, it is that I can urge men to obey the 1954 decision of the Supreme Court for it is morally right, and I can urge them to disobey segregation ordinances for they are morally wrong. Of course, there is nothing new about this kind of civil disobedience. It was evidenced sublimely in the refusal of Sedrach, Mesach, and Abednego to obey the laws of Nebuchadnezzar on the ground that a higher moral law was at stake. It was practiced superbly by the early Christians who were willing to face hungry lions and the excruciating pain of chopping blocks rather than submit to certain unjust laws of the Roman Empire. To a degree, academic freedom is a reality today because Socrates practiced civil disobedience. In our own nation, the Boston Tea Party represented a massive act of civil disobedience. We should never forget that everything Adolf Hitler did in Germany was legal. And everything the Hungarian freedom fighters did in Hungary was illegal. It was illegal to aid and comfort a Jew in Hitler's Germany. Even so, I am sure that had I lived in Germany at the time, I would have aided and comforted my Jewish brothers. If today I lived in a communist country where certain principles dear to the Christian faith are suppressed, I would openly advocate disobeying that country's anti-religious laws. From Letter from a Birmingham Jail, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Quoting again. Finally, 
Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that you will be able to resist in the evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all the perseverance and petition for all the saints, and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. From Letter to the Ephesians, written by the Apostle Paul during house arrest, Rome, Italy. For now, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Yeah.